Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, where we explore the science of happiness and well-being to help coaches and coaching leaders bring out the best in themselves and those they serve. If you're looking for new approaches to serve your clients or looking to create a culture of positivity and well-being in your organization, join me, Mark Mathia, on a journey of discovery and inspiration. Hey friends, this week I've been thinking a lot about how important it is to coach others proactively rather than just reactively, and I'm going to do my best to describe what I mean. I mean, how do we help those we work solve challenges before they occur, especially with the tools that we have available as coaches? This means finding ways to anticipate situations and practice uh, mentally how to use their talent, strengths, and skills to solve the challenges that have yet to happen. You see, I believe that proactive coaching offers several benefits over simply coaching in crisis. Now, they're both good, but the goal of making coaching a forward-thinking process is that it helps prevent problems from happening in the first place. Can you say hashtag win? And when a leader can have worked through proactively problems that could occur in the workplace, this helps build resilience, confidence, and we can all learn to anticipate and prepare for potential challenges without losing our stuff. This makes coaching and coaching leadership a practice rather than a technique. Let me explain what I mean. A coaching practice involves this forward-thinking approach to help individuals and teams anticipate and prepare for potential challenges. It means we come up with alternative solutions before the problem even happens. And on the other hand, though, coaching just in the crisis or in the moment, that tends to be more reactive and focused on the emotion and addressing those problems that have already risen. While both, while both are important and valuable in the coaching setting, a coaching practice, I believe, is more effective in building resilience and preventing issues from happening in the first place. Now, Proactive coaching techniques can save time and resource in the long run, but it takes a little work to get there in the coaching session. By identifying and addressing potential problems early on, we can work with our talent to help prevent much more significant and costly issues from arising. Now, this will save our our client, our talent, time, money, and a lot of effort as they can achieve their goals more efficiently. Now, as I think about my last week and the coaching efforts I had, I recognize that being proactive is way more helpful than simply talking through the challenges and all the heightened emotions that come into the session. A proactive, positive psychology coaching effort throughout the year should have elements in your leadership that look like this. So these are some ways that you can begin to adopt proactive measures and help the talent that you serve adopt proactive measures. First, Promote a positive psychology principles in the workplace. And that simply means that we encourage those we work with to adopt a strength-based approach. You know, by focusing on identifying and utilizing strengths and positive attributes during turbulent times, this helps grow resiliency and optimism. Number two, we can help people develop a growth mindset. Mindset is huge, and we need to emphasize and cultivate this growth mindset where instead of saying what went wrong, we say what's possible. And when we can do that with those we serve, we can then view challenges as opportunities for growth, and we can just accept it as learning. And when we can promote a team dynamic where mistakes are seen as 
part of the normal process, then we add psychological safety to the equation of our leadership tools. We can help build emotional intelligence, or EQ, and this is how we guide the organization enhancing the EQ of our members by understanding and managing their emotions. Every emotion is good, but when we can begin to understand our own emotions and how to leverage them, kind of pull them up on demand rather than them kind of taking over, that helps us develop deeper levels of empathy, which will help us be better communicators, and this will foster a more collaborative uh, atmosphere during difficult times. This one's kind of goes without saying, but we should implement well-being initiatives and we should just propose strategies to support employee or associate well-being. Things like mindfulness programs, mental health resources, work-life balance initiatives. See, when we prioritize well-being, we can help each other cope with stress and uncertainty way more efficiently. Encouraging open communication is really important, goes without saying. And the same thing with fostering adaptability and innovation. When we can encourage a culture of adaptability and creativity, and I would say curiosity, and we can encourage the organization to embrace change better. We can experiment with new ideas and actually have fun. And we can adapt to evolving circumstances. Now, by focusing on those proactive, positive psychology ideas and interventions, we can guide our organization in a proactive manner. And then when we come to, hey, what could happen? We can already overcome struggles by empowering our clients and the talents we serve to foster this culture of growth and resiliency. Now I'm gonna dial it down even more specific so you understand. And when it comes to coaching using things like Clifton Strengths, it's essential to help our clients or the talents we serve identify and utilize their strengths proactively. And this can be done in the coaching session. And we know this, that research has absolutely shown that helping individuals use their strengths every day at work leads to higher engagement, reduces anxiety, and causes a deeper career satisfaction level all of which is necessary for us to really overcome the hard times. Now, utilizing one's strengths will reduce anxiety levels because we've already worked through it, and the constant use of our practice of our strengths reduces the counterattack of negative self-talk and self-doubt, which helps us stay confident in moments of crisis. And we can use our strengths proactively by going through the regular coaching techniques of naming, getting to know your strengths, claiming them, figuring out how they work in the individual talent, and then aiming them. The aiming them is critical, and I would say the proactive component of this. Pick a problem, any problem, and practice strength by strength using that strength to solve it. Look, when we as leaders and coaches can help those we work with use their Clifton Strength themes proactively, we will reduce anxiety, we will increase engagement at work, and we will increase career satisfaction. Coaches, coaching leaders, I think we need to all realize that when we embrace a proactive coaching methodology, we are going to inspire the future through guided efforts and forward thinking. And I think that's a really healthy way for a coach and our clients to serve. Now, after all that convincing, you may wonder, what does it look like? What does a proactive leader in business or whatever look like? Well, let me shift our focus to the history of the NFL and one notable figure in particular within professional football. And this was a prominent leader whose impact and proactive stance transformed the game. 
It's Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi is a legendary figure in American football and is renowned for his exceptional leadership skills as a coach. Lombardi's coaching tenure with the Green Bay Packers in the 1960s left an indelible mark on the sport and set a new standard for excellence in coaching and team leadership. Well, what did he do? Well, as a proactive leader, Lombardi instilled a culture of discipline, hard work, and dedication within the Packers organization. His focus on the basics or the fundamentals, attention to detail in the small things, and commitment to teamwork transformed the team into a dominant force in the NFL, leading them to multiple championships, including two Super Bowls. His proactive coaching style, characterized by things like motivational speeches, high standards of performance, and a relentless pursuit of perfect not only inspired his players, but also set a new benchmark for coaching in professional football. His legacy as a professional leader and a proactive leader in the NFL continues to resonate with coaches and leaders today, and it's a symbol of excellence in the sport. And if we take a little shift to the left, we can we can really dive into the history of the hotel industry. And one standout leader who significantly transformed the company within that sector was Conrad Hilton. I, I bet you didn't know that he was the founder of Hilton. You might have known that. He's the founder of Hilton Hotel Chains. But he displayed proactive leadership and elevated his company to great heights. Hilton's strategic vision and innovative approach to hospitality reshaped the hotel industry dynamics, and one of the pivotal moments in his career was the pursuit of the Mobley Hotel in Cisco, Texas in 1919, which marked the beginning of his hotel empire. His proactive business decisions included expanding its hotel chain during challenging times, such as the Great Depression. By purchasing distressed hotels at discount prices, he was known for his attention to detail, emphasis on customer service, and commitment to quality, all of which set new standards in the hotel industry. Helping those we work with to learn to utilize their talents and strengths and build others up proactively and build up their organizations proactively will help them gain necessary momentum, and by the way, keep it, to make something that may seem almost larger than life. Turning our coaching efforts into a practice by identifying areas of challenge and practicing how to resolve situations in the coaching session can go a long way towards helping others live the life they want to live and have the career they want to have. And that's why... I've been thinking a lot about proactive coaching this week, and I hope you will too. And now it's your turn to get out there and thrive in life. If you've liked what you've learned, would you consider subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review? I'd really appreciate it. And if you have anything you would like addressed, you can reach out to me, Mark Mathiah, at mark at markmathiah.com. And until next week, I'm cheering for you.